3: I'd never get laid. (laughs) Takes it in the behind. That's the way it had to be. They locked him up through threw away the keys. I can't take pity on men of the kind, even though he now takes it in the behind. I I
0: Like a little sublime <laughs> to right. set the pace, yeah. Get things rolling, all right. All right, one of my favorite sublime tunes because you know, I'm the guy that liked the old uh Twilight Zones, yeah. I like watching people get their comeuppance, <laughs> and that's really the theme of the song Date Rape, uh, yeah. Very much so, yeah. Very much so. Uh, originally done by Fishbone, was it really? Yep, and no we, were, we were you know juggling like, oh, well, what version do we want to do, uh. Imagine imagine just I, more I, fun.
1: Yeah, I imagine the Fishbone <laughs> version was probably, probably had a little bit more edge to it. Yes, that's but, the best you way know, to put whereas, it. Whereas Sublime, I mean, they kind of make the concept of, concept of date rape uh, kind of fun, kind of goofy. Yeah, until uh, it, and, it all goes and, down. And, yeah, sure, I was going to sure. say, until, of course, you find yourself in prison.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: now, I'm a big fan of Sublime. I've always been a big fan, fan yeah. of Sublime. I have wanted to dig Bradley Knoll up and kill him again for so many years. <laughs> Um, for you ruining know, for, our fun in the 90s fucking up and, and, and checking out just as Sublime was blowing up right you know right. those guys were in the underground in LA you know while I was living out there and boy did they have a buzz coming up and you know justifiably so they combined so many different styles
0: yes they did into
1: what they were doing and m- somehow made it work you know which is funny because if you know Sublime they were like three goofy drunk dudes yep. you know but of course you know Bradley had a little ha- habit you know, the that side. makes
0: me think I've never done a Classic Rock Showcase on Sublime. Really? Yes. That is overdue. Wow,
1: no, I think so. Yeah. I think they got plenty of material. You know, yeah, definitely. Given, unfortunately, given the short shelf life of the band, right. I think it would still work. Yep. All right. All right. Get, on there, um, get, okay, on get on that, John. Get on that shit. But first... So I'm sure... <laughs> <laughs> there was an agenda. By the way, folks, the first gem tonight was a Johnny call, just so everybody knows. <laughs> so if you, you were offended, you yeah. got the email address. Well, send no, me your Well, no, you know, you'd automatically assume that, you know, the former California, you know, weed-smoking, sandal-wearing, you know, That's all member of this, yeah. yeah, would would make that call. But, no, that was a Johnny call all the way. And call it a hunch, but I suspect you have an agenda.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What do you but got, Johnny? Please, John? you know, if, if you're critical, folks, send me an email. I print them all out. <laughs> And I save them for someday when I uh, buy a bird. I'm going to need to line the bird I've, cage I've with something. I've seen him do it, folks. He's yeah. not joking. It's true. <laughs> so it's very true. send me your opinions. You know,
1: he loves constructive
0: <laughs> criticism. He truly soaks that up.
2: There is something I'd like you to get off your chest.
0: He well, does. Today we're going to talk about the uh, big uh, aroused gorilla in the corner, and that would be <laughs> Governor Cuomo of New York. And
1: I have to say, I'm surprised it took you this long to get around to this, given your love of the governor <laughs> from New York.
0: Well, my friend, it's it's simply a case of if you wait long enough, the story will get better. Hey, so I would seem I've sat back and seem. just watched the the accusations. Pile up the accusations fly. Yes. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing for those of you who um, you know don't have electricity, the uh, governor of New York, who mere months ago was not only a media darling and Emmy winner a at fucking that, hero. a hero, but hero yes, in the Democratic Party, there was buzz, there was buzz about a possible presidential run.
3: One day, some of the kids from the neighborhood carried my mother's groceries all the way home. It was out of respect.
0: I mean, even during the debates, they were talking about well, how multiple, maybe Cuomo could. You step know, it's, in. It's,
1: it's funny that you bring that up as the you know Democratic member of this, uh, this particular <laughs> you know effort, effort I never looked at Cuomo like that. I I never it was saw only you. maybe you have to be Italian. You think so? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe so. Maybe. maybe so. But yeah, I never <laughs> saw him as this this icon of whatever the fuck it is. He's an icon right. of. I always thought he was just an arrogant prick from New York.
0: Pardon my French. But you're an asshole. Well, the the, the Cuomo's have you know that uh, that mystique about them as you know the, the family that came from immigrants from nothing built okay. up uh, basically a, a small level political empire. I mean, they're all not right. the Kennedys, okay. but there's definitely enough name recognition there. And by all rights, um, his father Mario Cuomo w- was a good governor. You yep. know, steered New York really out of. The morass of like the seventies through the eighties, and and okay. in the eighties, he was a perfect Democratic foil for Ronald Reagan. All right, but yet he was a guy that got stuff done. You got to give credit where credits due. His son, you know, it was one of the, it's one of those things where he was born on third base and acts like he hit ah, a triple.
1: Okay, yeah, he had a gold nugget up his right. ass from day one, and
0: that would also extend to the youngest Cuomo, Chris, who's on CNN, who's got his own show. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of douchey too, isn't he? Extremely. You dick. Yeah. Now there, sort of there's heard. been blowback because in the midst of this love fest everybody was having with the elder Cuomo, right? He would do uh, interviews on CNN exclusively with his brother. Okay. And they would joke and pal around like brothers normally would. Yeah. Yeah. But there were some people, myself, that <laughs> were irritated. The way the media was just fawning over. Well, I have him. to I
1: have to I have to footnote this by saying you couldn't put a gun to my head to force me to watch CNN anymore. I won't do it. And I tell you what, there's a lot of people that feel the same way.
0: And the interactions of the Cuomos were one of those things. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's I've heard this. Yeah, I've so. Heard this.
0: You know, but again, his his stock was high at that moment. He was right. having these weekly uh, press conferences for which he got the Emmy well, for. Obviously,
1: if you're from New York, which is, you know, again, I'll footnote this by saying I'm from Boston, so, you know, I shit on You don't on have New York. a say.
0: <laughs> People don't I'm know from a good pastry. fucking biased. I'm just
1: fucking <laughs> biased. And our pizza blows theirs to shit, but... I just, I don't know. You know, again, this is why you we'll know, never see eye to eye. From, yeah, well, you know, all right. Let me get back to it. The, the, that's not what not her horse hand. here. Okay, but, rambling. Bastard. No, I'm trying to explain why I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't put Cuomo on this particular pedestal. Okay, I, re- but, I really don't. Many do, he but I can understand Steve. it. Again, bringing the juice that you would bring, being the governor of New York. Yeah. that's that's heavy duty shit. Rock star.
0: Yeah. So, however, however, first we had uh, some details come to light. Of his okaying of elderly infected people yeah. with the uh, COVID nineteen being sent to nursing homes, right? That in and of itself really came to light. Mm, say there was three the, four months. Yeah, ago. there was
1: some doctoring of the numbers going on there. From well, what that's I the thing. It yeah. was
0: his own people that fessed up to the authorities that they had fudged the numbers. Okay, because he essentially didn't want to hear it from the Trump camp. Okay, because they were have this this ongoing battle of, of words here sure, and there. Sure, sure. Um, and see, that's bad because if they find out the actual numbers, and this is where if we live in a bizarre world, it wasn't the act of that that's going to yeah. get him in trouble. Yeah. It's the fudging of the numbers oh, sure. to the it's, press. It's, yeah, it's not the act, it's the
1: cover-up <laughs> that, that gets you. Right. You know, And it kind of sucks, too, because like, no matter which side you're on, um, you always feel like your guys are the good guys.
0: Oh, we'd like to think so, sure. You
1: know, automatically assume that the guys on the other side are fudging the numbers. You know, they're pulling shit, this and that. And then you find out that, no, your side is guilty of that, too. Right. You know, I had that revelation many, many years ago um, during the late 1990s, during the whole late-term abortion fight that was going on at that particular time. And I was working in syndicated radio at the time out of L.A. And I discovered that, of course, just like I expected the conservatives were, were punching up the numbers um, of how many late-term abortions were being done at mm-hmm. the time. But then, much to my horror, I found out that my side were downplaying the right. amount, you know, not unlike what this idiot apparently in his administration was doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it it kind of sucks to, to bone up to the reality of the situation that, yeah, your side's guilty, too.
0: Right, and not to mention the fact that the liberals were also eating the babies, from, from what I hear. <laughs> so... All this, was now... There, was that? Yeah. Yes, eating okay, the babies. Okay, okay. All Properly this is seasoned, now I hope. Bad <laughs> enough. And now, on the tail end of this, these accusations yeah. start surfacing.
1: Now, this I've been following.
0: That the governor, at, at best, was acting inappropriately with his female staff. They, they
1: seem to be coming out of the woodwork on this guy. Yes.
0: Now, <laughs> this is at best. Okay. At worst. That was about the fighting. I'm so not a raper! Hugging them with a boner, looking down their blouse, you know, just putting himself and them in in bad positions. And as we've all learned through various uh, HR videos and whatnot, we know all the definitions of what sexual harassment is, and generally it comes from one person in a position of power, another person who isn't, and the whole world of quid pro quo. Well,
1: that's the epitome of this situation exactly, is the... person in power
0: right you know and
1: i mean i have taken a look at this you know i've been following this with some degree of amusement and uh you know these are the kind of accusations that are impossible to to verify or to dispute right you know i mean it's like yes you did no i didn't Mm -hmm. yes you did no i didn't you know and i mean how do you put
0: any kind of faith in, in either one. What was it, President Johnson that said something about... Um,
1: Accusing his, his opponent of fornicating with farm animals. Exactly. And it's like, let's get him up there and make him deny it. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. oh, yeah. you're
0: screwed no matter what you do. Oh, yeah. Okay? But that isn't even the reason we're bringing up Governor Cuomo today. <laughs> we're bringing him up because, or good, bad, or indifferent, he's the first uh, individual from the progressive side with yeah. that much weight behind him. Yeah that is declaring himself a victim of the cancel culture and attempting to rally against it. Has he
1: officially made that statement? Yes. Has he said that, you yeah, really? Wow. Yes. And here's okay. his thing.
0: I mean, on paper, a lot of his statements look pretty damn airtight. So he yeah. says, I'm not going to resign because of accusations. Right. Okay. Okay. Other things like, I wasn't, uh, elected governor by members of the media. I was elected by my constituents and the people okay. and until they want me to go. That's good spin. I'm, totally you know, right. You got a good PR guy. It's it's like it's yeah. not. You know, he did give a a kind of lame cookie cutter mea culpa, and it was in the vein of. Well, I didn't mean to insult anybody, so if I did, I'm really sorry. But again, I didn't mean to do anything bad. Kind of a non-denial denial. Exactly. Yeah, so okay. you know, he's, he's obviously got bright people coaching him. And look, yeah. the guy's a savvy political veteran. Oh, sure. He's not going to go down without a fight. Yep. But the thing is, they just keep coming. Yeah. And anybody who enjoys even the slightest conspiracy theory yep. starts to ask themselves now, is it his own people as well as the outside? I was going to say. Let's let's get
1: into this for for a quick <laughs> minute here. You know where is this coming from? Because yes, they do seem to be coming out of the woodwork. Yep. The latest allegation, I mean, I kind of silly from this from the staffer right, that right. works for him oh he was looking down my shirt. Right. You know that's like okay yeah that probably wouldn't be cool you uh-huh. know being in the being in the
0: position that you're in and you're the boss and all this but. Right. I mean, just really? I mean, it, it makes me think of a situation, not that this has ever happened to me, but let's say <laughs> you're at the office, okay? and oh, this
1: I got to hear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's say you, you're, you're at the office and you just come back from the men's room and perhaps you got a little tinkle on your, on your slacks, okay, from when you went to the urinal that you didn't see or whatever. Uh, I can't
1: believe we're going here. And but there's a, a, going, a
0: speckle or two of urine on your trousers and one of your female coworkers says to you, um, you, it looks like you got a little pee on yourself. Of course, your only retort is to say, what why are you doing you, looking at my why crotch? Why are you staring
1: at <laughs> my crotch? Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, so, I mean, because well, to look that's, at that's, these accusers. You know, here we go with the, you know, <clears throat> like, suppose your fly is down. Right, right. You know, and nobody can warn you because it's like, and I mean, that's staring you at you your can. crotch, man. Right.
0: Yeah. But. <laughs> God. <laughs> That does protest too much, I think. It's
1: amazing that we're even discussing this, quite frankly. Well,
0: welcome to 2021, I'm (laughs) telling you, man. Jeez. But again, you know, we've been in our secret lives, indoctrinated, and and so much corporate stuff and do's and don'ts that, you know, and and we've joked about this on the side, folks, that Michael and I both are are terrified to, like, talking to a woman in the office is like trying to take food out of a crocodile's mouth. Because nothing good can possibly happen to it's it's, from
1: it. it's frightening that it has, it has come to that. Yes. You know, it really yes. has. Because, again, the accusation you can neither prove nor disprove. Yep. You know, and the pendulum has shifted, uh, to, you know, from probably for, you know, decades of undercompensating, mm-hmm. it's swung over now to overcompensating. Total. You know, now we listen and put faith into everything. Yep. You know, we take it all. And neither
0: one of us, by the grace of God, are like, touchy-feely kind of people. Hell no. But you all know those types in the office that give a big hug and this and that. And it's like, nowadays, that in and of itself right there, that could be an accusation of inappropriate behavior. Oh, it used to be funny, and now
1: it's apparently creepy.
0: So unless and you oh, do by it the now way, I, as I, I, an over-the-top gay gentleman, yeah. you're in line for getting <laughs> hauled down to HR.
1: Oh, and by the way, if you're the kind of person that uses the word creepy more than once a day, you're a fucking asshole, <laughs> just so you know. That's All creepy. right, I want to get that out there, okay? More than once a day, it's you. It's not anybody else, it's you. So just throwing that in there. But yeah, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the accusations against the gov, mm-hmm. you know, can be, you know... Filed under creepy, right? You know, not necessarily dangerous and then, and then or, the, the or nicknames I mean, he has for himself. Oh, yeah. The love go. Oh Jesus! And God. then his
0: brother calls him because he's he's currently single, I believe. Is he really? Yeah. And the brother had a oh, what was it? Damn it, it escapes me. But his brother on Cena had like a a, a phrase for what his yeah. his type of singleness. Prob- probably you know.
1: something taken in the right context uh. is completely incriminating. <laughs>
2: And this is what I call a target-rich environment.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, it's, it's, you know, again, it's, it's one of the... And I'm, I want to qualify this by saying I'm not a fan of the guy. Right. Don't know a hell of a lot about the guy. Uh, despite the fact that I am a Democrat, and I do consider myself liberal and to some degree progressive, though I don't want to associate myself with these idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, this, this kind of thing is... It's disturbing. It's disturbing. Yeah. It's very and I disturbing. believe to
0: an extent, look, where there's smoke, there's fire, and... You know, as we've discussed many times in in today's society, it's no longer about rooting for the underdog story, the overachiever. No, it's about watching people get torn down. Yeah, and he's kind of high up the mountain to watch him get torn down by this, and people are having a ball with it. Oh, yeah, well, my we, th- my lament is, you know, building all and- the good that he could have done, how could you be so stupid? To put yourself in a position where this stuff could even happen
1: well that's that's the thing is is and I, I have to suspect that there's a degree of arrogance at work here mm-hmm. um, that you think that this couldn't happen to me until it happens to you right you know and you don't properly context maybe some of your actions as being able to fall into that creepy category, right? Right. You know, and you're being naive and you're being stupid.
0: Well, there is there. You know, if if nothing else aside from that, the sexual stuff, he has been categorized as a bullying individual. Well, that's very heavy handed. That's the other thing, and a, we've seen this on TV with the brother, yeah. who was um, approached by this guy at an event or something and was called Fredo. Oh Jesus! Because they like to refer to Chris Cuomo <laughs> oh. as the weak <laughs> Cuomo brother, right? <laughs> and he completely Ouch. lost his shit and threatened. Punched the guy out and this that and the other thing. Yeah. So we we know they're a little touchy uh, yeah. about stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh, of course, once all this started, I wanted to equate the elder Cuomo to Sonny Corleone because he was <laughs> gunned down on the causeway, and that's what they're doing to this guy. They're massacring. They, you know? they
1: are. Yeah. Again, they're coming out of the woodwork now, and they're lobbing every single piece everything, of shit they can out. Everything they got. And you gotta you gotta kind of wonder, and you know. Christ, I don't even know how to context this properly. But like, <laughs> what did you do to provoke these people? Yeah. You know, and there's He there's, flew too close to the sun.
0: It would have been And they decided, nope. Yeah. Not your time to shine.
1: I mean, he, he what? He got an Emmy or some shit for his
0: daily. And I didn't even know this Emmy even existed. Apparently there's Emmys updates. for everything. Yeah. Yes, it literally his his updates and the title of the Emmy is something like uh, "Continuing Educational Series" yeah. based on an event, and yada yada yada. I mean, talk about some made-up shit. Yeah. I was pissed off when they gave Barry the Nobel Prize before he even took all this. <laughs> but this beats even that, you know. <laughs> well, I can't help but thinking—can't
1: help thinking—that there's some kind of woke orthodoxy bullshit behind this.
0: Probably, probably you know
1: I mean it 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 seems to fall right in step with that kind of shit these days, yep. but again you know and and you know maybe the guy didn't do anything wrong, but somehow made himself a target, uh-huh, you know, and I don't know if it's arrogance or innocence that he's refusing to back down to this shit. Might be a little you bit know. of both. Yeah,
0: perhaps. And it, it's a story that's not over yet. It's going to be continuing, and probably we'll have a snippet in some future show oh, yeah. where everything finally came to bear, and he either got bounced, or he fought it off, or somebody copes to the fact that it was all made up bullshit. Yeah. You never know. I mean, Well, do
1: you think at any point in time, he sat back and asked himself, what did I do to make myself a target for this bullshit?
0: Oh, we all do that, buddy. Yeah. We all do that eventually. <laughs> 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 okay, sometimes so, with a gun on the bed next to you, yeah, sometimes I, with a I cup was, of mashed whiskey you we've all had that conversation. Oh, How did it come to no, that? Doubt. no <laughs> doubt
1: well, you know as as I don't know bullshit or not bullshit as this scenario is, I can't really say I, I have a degree of sympathy for the guy either way. you know it seems like these days this kind of shit maybe comes with the position, maybe comes with the job yeah um you know i I Never met the guy, I've never been around the guy, I've never been touched inappropriately by the guy. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know what to fucking make of this. I really don't. Like I
0: said, let's just wait and see, let it play out, and let's not lose any sleep over it as we dig ourselves that infamous trench of despair (laughs) coming off the first topic. Oh, God. Is it, time,
1: a, is it time for a gem to get us the fuck sure out of this? sure as hell is, because oh, trust right. me,
0: folks, the second half of the show is completely different <laughs> than the first <laughs> half. This is one of those rare shows where Michael and I just divided it down the middle, like the wisdom of Solomon. Yeah, yeah. What are we going to talk about? So I hit the first half, and this guy's got the second half. So what's your middle gem, sir? Oh,
1: that's a good question. What did we decide on? I think... We're going to go with a Weezer tune.
0: We are indeed. And I,
1: I think it's very, very <laughs> indicative of where we're going to go with the second half of the show. I think it is so totally appropriate. And ironically, folks, I do have to say, Johnny's the big Weezer fan between the two of us. <laughs> he was actually the one that suggested this, and I wholeheartedly agree.
0: Because it rocks. It does. You've got to go with that, indeed. right? If in so. doubt, go with the song that rocks. Indeed. So we're going to play for you good folks a little hash pipe, And we'll be back in a couple more minutes with some more things and stop. A rocking tune. You,
1: you've got your bullshit. I've got my hatch right?
0: pipe. Fuck you. You've got a, amazing slamming drums and, and, and bass and roaring you know, guitars and falsetto and the
1: late arrival to the party as far as Weezer is concerned. Yeah, you know I didn't dig those guys when they first hit town in you know the mid nineties, but I have definitely come to respect them. Yeah, I really. Have I remember a, rocking
0: out to this song, and then immediately after that. Winona's Big Brown Beaver by promise. <laughs> it was like my, my back-to-back go-to. It was
1: the irreverence of the right? times. Yes, yes. Loved and these guys it. were the epitome of irreverent.
0: Yeah, that was back in, what, 2001, the Green album. I yep. love how their albums are just, you know, nice. blue, red, green. All right. Latitude. Yeah.
1: It makes it easier to keep <laughs> track. It does. <laughs> it does. But you would expect nothing less from Weezer. Exactly. You know, given what they've thrown down so far. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was tasty. That was cool. I enjoyed that. That was fun. And of course, as always, little agenda attached to the gem. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yes, as we discussed earlier, folks, the front end of the show was Johnny's chance to go off. <laughs> Back end of the show, my chance to go off. Here we go. Is there
0: a disclaimer for this? What if small children are listening?
1: Don't we don't we normally carry a disclaimer at the very
0: beginning? So idiot, fuck them. Yeah. Don't no, no, we're fine. To this. We're fine. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: uh, in regards to the Biden administration, you know, and this is this is the funny dichotomy between me and Johnny is, you know, on, uh, obviously Johnny's the conservative, I'm a liberal, but we both seem to have uh, major issues with our respective parties. Yeah. And this is this is one of those times where I'm gonna I'm gonna complain and bitch and call bullshit on my particular party. Or which... as
0: conservatives put that, eating their own. Is that what it is? Yes. I like
1: it. <laughs> I, I do like it. Uh, in regards to the Biden administration and marijuana. Marijuana, which is which is very much in the news these days. Did you know, John, that the Boston Globe, the respected uh, tight-ass Boston Globe now has a <laughs> marijuana section? Did you know that? Really? Yeah, it does.
0: I don't do drugs, though. Just we does, and wh- how much I'm, of I'm, the paper is this? It's
1: hard to say because I read it online. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But but obviously it's a section. Okay, you know? okay. I'm sure it gets as much ink as the opinion page. Right. But uh, but yeah, you know, back in the day, if you were a marijuana smoker, you were supposedly not allowed to work in the White House. You weren't mm-hmm. allowed to get anywhere near the White House. Um, how they determined whether or not you were a marijuana smoker. God only knows like, who would cop to that on the application for the particular job. What are you people, on dope? Mm-hmm. But in regards to this, and, and obviously the, the sea change that's going on with the public's perception of marijuana uh, these days, the Biden administration initially signaled a loosening of the rules of disqualification for getting a job you know, in and around the Oval Office and as far as like past indiscretions like mm-hmm. marijuana use. Um, apparently, they're not loosening up those rules of disqualification quite as much as one might think. Uh oh. It did come out in the news just recently uh, that the Biden administration did fire five people, uh, at least in part, according to an anonymous source, for past marijuana use. Oh. Now, I'm not sure how exactly you define in part. Right. It's right. like, you know, you stole cars and, oh, you <laughs> smoked weed too. <laughs> Here's so, the deal breaker. Yeah, so you're out, you know. But, uh, but on top of that, according to this, again, anonymous source, dozens uh, of these staffers have been pushed to re, uh, resign or have been reassigned according to, again, apparently past marijuana usage. Mm-hmm. Uh, others have been forced to sign pledges that they would not use marijuana while they were employed in the Oval Office or in and around the White House. And, uh, and some of them have even been forced to take random drug tests. Huh. And I'm calling fucking bullshit on this, man. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Really? Yeah. You know, you're a big threat to national security because you smoked weed in high school? Give me a fucking break.
0: I tell you what, though. I just had an epiphany. And Did I you didn't really? think about it until you just started telling the story. I saw a light bulb go off on your side of Definitely the Definitely light yeah, bulb. Yeah, okay. I wonder, this is a long shot, yeah. but I wonder if this has anything to do With the incident they had with the first dog, Major. who, as you know, is a German shepherd and a rescue.
1: Yeah, he got nasty on somebody or yes. something, and they sent him home to Maryland or some shit.
0: Right, but now he's back. He's, he's back now to It sounds House.
1: like he didn't smoke his marijuana that day or didn't have his marijuana-infused Or infused what if, kibble, if Major
0: know? was like a flunky out of the police academy? <laughs> he smelled doobage on no. one of these people and bit Fre- them. Freaked
1: out and went after them. That would be an amazing I story. I don't know. You know, it's at it, it, you know when it when it comes to comes to reality these days, there's there's some leeway there. There's some there's some gray.
0: And the other thing I thought of as you were going on, um, apparently in the uh, Carter administration, yes, uh, Willie Nelson during one Visited of his visits the White Day, House, yes, yes and was did. on the roof with I think Jimmy's brother, not the one that had the beer, but another brother, or maybe mm-hmm. brother-in-law, yeah, token up heavily well, on the roof of the White there's,
1: House. There's of course rumors that uh, that. Uh, God, I don't know who it was—the Almond Brothers, maybe, uh-huh. or or maybe it wasn't the Almond Brothers. That was pretty much the Carter era. But somebody got high with Gerald Ford's son at the White House. Maybe but this Gerald is this is a little different. This isn't these aren't people
0: that like applied for jobs at the White right, House right. per se. Oh this yeah, you're right. I mean, it's no precedent to yeah. any of this.
1: And and you know, just to put it in context, uh, meanwhile, you know, out <laughs> here in reality, uh, marijuana-infused ice cream, gourmet ice cream, no less, will be coming to a dispensary near you fairly soon. Uh, I do know this is happening in, uh, in Massachusetts dispensaries. And uh, the uh, country of Mexico is about to legalize recreational uh, mm. consumption of marijuana for adults. Uh, they legalized medicinal marijuana many years ago, three, four years ago, I believe. But now they're going to legalize it for adults for recreational purposes, even though I believe something like two-thirds of the population of Mexico aren't, are against it. You know, right. you can probably attribute that to narco wars and whatnot. Oh, absolutely, yes. But it just, it, it seems to me to be a little bit of bullshit on the part of the Biden administration, given that, um, let's see, former President Barack Obama did admit to smoking weed, you yep. know, at least in college. Um, Former President Bill Clinton, of course, with his infamous uh, I, <laughs> "I didn't did inhale, inhale," yeah, which is a load of shit. <laughs> we all knew that, but it was something he had to say at the time, you know. And even on the Republican side, you know, former President uh, George Bush was a cokehead and a drunk, yep. you know. Now, granted, it wasn't at the White House, but at the same time, these people had past histories, and the idea that you're going to hold uh, somebody accountable who's applied for a job at the White House. Mm-hmm. Because they smoked weed in the past, and by the way, how do you find this shit out anyway? Well, yeah, I mean, are yeah, you so stupid that you cop to it on a on a job application, or do they like go and shake down your old high school buddies who
0: knock you out, who rat you out? Well, if you're properly vetted, that's probably exactly what they did. What the fuck? Who would do
1: that? I tell you what, do it gets
0: worse because they need look no further. Okay, and I'm going to use her Bond villain name. Okay. Hello, Miss Changer Stance. <laughs> <laughs> That was not bad. Like, that, yeah, yeah, that was okay. Yeah, yeah. Get better. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Kamala, Kamala. Yeah. hopped to it in an interview. I believe when she was still just a Democratic candidate, like this. In general, was like, oh, of course, I smoke pot. Yeah. You know, and I believe it, the the question was, how do you feel about marijuana, considering how many people you put away? with these stiff drug sentences, yeah. you know, yeah. probably disproportionately large there, sentences. There's always been a and degree of hypocrisy there. she smirked, she was like, there. yeah, of course I don't know, I know spoke, if she smirked. You know.
1: I'm sure being a conservative, she you smirked. saw
0: All right, all right. I smirked. But yeah,
1: anybody ask me about that, it's like I lived in California for 25 years.
0: Of course I smoked weed. Well, really, they I just mean, look at the Birkenstocks, and that tells the tale. Well, yeah, pretty much. But I mean,
1: do you remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger went on the Jay Leno uh, show? I think it was 95, 96. It was right around the time that... You know, we elected him governor of California. And Jay asked him about it. And he was like, Jay, come on, please. You know, everybody smokes weed. Nobody gives a shit about that. Right. You know, but the idea people can be disqualified for employment at the White House because sometime in the past they smoked weed. You know, let's stop and think about that for a minute. Even How major league sports ridiculous are is letting that? it
0: go now. I mean, I think football is the last one holding on to it. Yeah. But all the other big sports, they're kind of saying, look, no, we don't care, you know? Yeah.
1: I will be the first person to say that there is no drug that's an intoxicant that could be possibly uh, labeled or conceived of as harmless. Mm-hmm. You know, and marijuana, of course, is an intoxicant. But you have to put these things into context. Right. You know, I mean, that would be... In my mind, you know, tantamount to banning people from employment because they had a drink, mm-hmm. you know, and anybody that's done either one of the two or both, smoked marijuana, drank alcohol, it's a fucking no-brainer as to which one is far more harmful, how harm, mm-hmm. far more potentially dangerous. Right. And again, you know, given the Biden administration uh, coming in. You know, touting to at least some degree a progressive
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, approach to things, which I'm all for. I mean, in and of itself, progressive is you know, the definition is just a forward thinker, right. Um, how they could be holding these people to that standard is ridiculous. I mean, well
0: did it say anywhere in your research um, were these? Holdovers from Trump or even another administration, or these appointees? No, no, no. Because there, you know, there are certain positions, and I'm not up to date on exactly which ones it is. Yeah, but there are some uh, cabinet level positions that don't automatically change hands once a new administration comes in.
1: Sure, sure. So
0: it could be that maybe, and this is kind of a dirty thing to do, but if they have no other reason, on the paper to get rid of these people, but they want their own people in these spots, they could easily say something like this and be within their rights. I mean, yeah,
1: it's, that's, that's kind of stretching it. I mean, it's and dirty oh, pool oh, either way. way but. Oh, yeah. But, and, oh, by the way, your boy Donnie, you know, this photographic evidence that you used to hang out at Studio 54 back in the late 70s. <laughs> there was no yeah, dogs no, there. They were all there no, for the music. not at all. Not at all. They were just hanging out
0: and dancing. Does David Bowie seem like the kind of guy to you that would be high? <laughs> Look how active and fit Mick Jagger is. He's not a pothead. Of course not.
1: (laughs) But it just, you know, it seems like overall, you know, when the the question of marijuana comes up, we have murky guidelines
0: all over the place. Because let's face it, there's always going to be, and you and I are perfect examples of this, okay? (laughs) Because I will always be of the opinion that marijuana is an illegal drug. Sure. It could be legal for 10 years from now, 15, 20, thereafter, forget Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. But I grew up watching TV during the drug wars, as did you. Sure. And all I ever go back to is thinking about the people that have rotted in jail for transporting bricks of marijuana and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And law enforcement officers that have been injured or lost their lives in the pursuit of pursuing people that we're transporting and smuggling this uh, stuff. Ah, yes, the
1: drug war. Right. The drug it's war. Just,
0: and it amounts to nothing now because once everything gets legalized, it's like, well, is all that for naught? I mean, maybe a good product of, of it other than you know, the medicinal aspect for people who need it, mm-hmm. the tax revenue, which we sorely need. Sure. And maybe it kind of declaws a lot of these gangs south of the border because, yeah, they could switch over to heroin now. but Oh, yeah, potentially. <laughs> and
1: And... You know, according to all reports coming out of Mexico, the cartels already have. You right. know, they're they're really not depending on marijuana as their their big cash mm-hmm. thing. They're more in a fentanyl and these my days thing and whatnot. Is, you know, but you know, in a, in a lot of ways, you're right. It's funny because you know, I anytime I go into uh, a dispensary. In Massachusetts where it's legal for adults to now consume marijuana recreational I still feel like I'm getting away with something right I still feel like I'm you know you don't that mindset doesn't go away you know it, yep. it, it, it gets bred out generationally but yeah there's there's still that mentality that's been hammered into you hammered into me mm-hmm. that somehow you know some way smoking marijuana is I don't know biting the apple you yeah, know? yeah, exactly. And yeah, that just it just doesn't go away.
0: It gets bred out over time. And with me, as far as my, my aversion to it now a, as an adult, I just hate the smell, okay? Yeah. No, I can, I can <laughs> and fully and understand that, for me, it's, that, it's man. like I turn into the Incredible Hulk. I get irrational. Oh, yeah. And I'm amazed, especially you know, where we live, out here in the middle of nowhere in Connecticut, how many times when I'm driving into the city or driving into work, I'm behind somebody that's blazing up yeah, and I could smell it coming into my car. Or and we'll talk oh, about and, this off oh, the dude, air. It's amazing. fucking restaurants are in like the area
1: vaping. <laughs> yeah. Like you talk about driving behind people, I see this all the time. Where you're like driving behind somebody, and this humongous cloud of smoke right, right. comes out of the window from the driver's yeah. side, and it's like that fucking guy's not smoking a cigarette. So, you and know? that's the
0: thing. And they're not even hotboxing themselves. They're just, just a, like a regular cigarette, blowing it out the window. No big deal. And well, that's one of the problems that I actually have
1: with marijuana smokers these days is, you know, just because you won a victory in getting it legalized, Mm -hmm. don't rub it in people's faces. Right. You know, be considerate.
0: You know, it's it's kind of... you're looking at it now from a thing, a different standpoint than me, for someone who's always been for it, you went through a lot of rough times enjoying that as a hobby, and now oh, people so. just willy nilly do it. Yeah. So you're going to be the version of the boomer that's like, "Get off my lawn!" Yeah, I've been smoking pot since before it was cool.
1: Yeah, and don't be an asshole about right, it. Yeah, right. be chill because yeah, it took a lot of effort to get us to this point. Yep. Don't be a prick. Don't ruin it for everybody else. Yep. You know, don't don't do that victory lap. Yep. You know, don't do that asshole <laughs> dance in the end zone. That's going to provoke people. You know, be, be happy with the fact that you're probably not going to get arrested and thrown in jail for a ridiculous amount of time for a couple of joints like you could in Texas back in the 70s. Right. You know, don't be a prick about it. Be yeah. cool.
0: And the, the the popularity, like anything, it's going to plateau. It'll taper off and it'll stay at a certain level, just oh, like liquor does. You Absolutely. Know? It's just, it is the way it is. And, oh, yeah. you know. Regardless of my standpoint, this is the law, and I follow the law. And whatever people say goes, that's what goes. Well,
1: you always have to to take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. You know, I always used to take issue with people who are, like, uh, in disagreement with the laws of the times, like back in the 80s and the 90s and whatnot, and, you know, are going to go to, you know, the park and smoke weed and are going to bitch about getting arrested.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's like,
1: what did you think was going to happen?
0: Right. You know, yep. keep that shit on the down low. And it's, you know, as a former smoker, I, it was an adjustment when, like, overnight, they said, you can't smoke in restaurants and bars anymore. Sure. I was like, what? You know, Oh, yeah.
1: You can't smoke in a bar. Are you shitting me? Right. Yeah.
0: But yet, at the same time, and it's, especially after the, the months passed and, You know, all these bars had these, um, you remember the smell for the the ionizers they would be running constantly? Because, you know, you had to get the smell out of these places. Mm -hmm. Almost immediately, I was like, this really is so much better, you know. And when I went to visit a friend in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh proper was one of those cities that you could still smoke in restaurants and bars in. But I couldn't do it. Because now I saw it as rude. And right. I was like, no, no, I'm going to stand outside. And my friend's like, dude, what do you do? And you can smoke in here. I'm like, I, I can't. I'm programmed already after yeah. three months yeah. to go take my shit outside. You, you adapt to anything. It's, you know? it's
1: amazing how that works, isn't it? How you change that standard. Yep. And yeah, I completely agree with you. you know, having uh, been a you know, heavy-duty patron of clubs and bars you know, in the 80s and 90s and having been a musician... And you know, been used to performing through that that yep. you know cloud or smoke or whatnot. Sure. Initially, when they were you know saying no, you can't smoke in a club anymore, that was inconceivable to me. It was like you can't completely.
0: Yep. What the fuck? But, we look yeah. forward to walking out of there, stinking like oh, cigarettes. Oh, of course, it was
1: part of the part of the experience, <laughs> man.
0: Yeah. You know. I mean, never what mind what better wh- pickup line than going up to go, oh, let me let me light that oh, cigarette yeah, for totally.
1: you. You know, and never mind all the all the other things that the club smelled like. Sure. <laughs> <You know? laughs> But, yeah, you adapt Yeesh. to it, you change, you know, and, you, yeah, you, you pretty much adopt that behavior and whatnot. Yep. But, again, going back to the original point, I'm calling bullshit on the Biden administration for this. I right, think there's a load of shit. And I think that, you know, why, why is somehow smoking marijuana going to make somebody ineligible... You know, perfor- to perform their duties in the White House. What, what is it? I mean, that doesn't make you a communist.
0: Right. You know, yeah. what,
1: you know, what exactly is it that you're holding against these people? Yeah,
0: you would normally think that they'd wait for the fuck up first yeah. and then say, well, because of this, you're fired, you know. Yeah. But not preemptively just. Oh, no.
1: You know, it's one thing back. if you were a complete and total speed freak, yeah. you know, or something like that, you were a complete and total heroin junkie. And even that would be like, okay, if you put it in the context of former. In other words, you did that, you got past that, mm-hmm. you're now here. Why are you holding that against people? Why are you beating people up for, th- for things they did in the past that maybe they've, they've progressed beyond? Right. You know that, that, that seems to put very little faith in the idea that people can grow and people can change. You know? And the idea that you, know, you have to sign a pledge that you know, as long as you're working in the White House that you're not <laughs> going to smoke weed. That's, no, that's, like signing, what the hell that's like signing is that a make? pledge
0: when you're 16 that you're going to remain abstinent until you're married. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Do you remember that shit? <laughs> I remember that. I remember that it was you know the promise keepers, pledge. Yeah. yeah. And that was a load of shit, and it was bound to fail. <laughs> you know when you hold it in a...
0: grand fashion. Yes.
1: It's like where where are we going and what are we doing, people? You know, let's Let's inject some common sense into this fucking situation, just the a least. little bit. It would be yeah, nice. So. Anyway, so yes, that is my, my my bitch of the week against the republic or the Democratic Party. You know, I don't see the Republicans indulging in this kind of fucking stupidity. We got our
0: own issues, man. Yeah, <laughs> all right, all right. fair enough. Fair enough. So, do you have a uh, a stellar jam prepared oh, for this? Oh,
1: I do indeed. I do indeed. But I want to I want to do something that we don't do too often here at Big Boom Radio. I want to throw Uh-oh. a little PSA, uh, a little public service <laughs> announcement. The uh, more you
0: know. Yes,
1: kids, kids, I'm talking to you. There are an awful lot of drugs out there, and I've done most of them. And there are very definitely good drugs and there are bad drugs. And just like you should be able to walk and chew gum at the same time, you should be able to keep this in your brain and balance it out. Um, obviously, you know. I'm not going to stop anybody from going there. Nobody, in, you know, when I was a kid was going to stop me from going there. But I just want to throw this out there just so I can say I told you so when it completely and utterly fucks up your life. And this is a, this is a song uh, from a long-ago band. I don't even know if these guys are still around anymore. Wow. Uh, called Flourishing that, that came to my attention back in the mid-'90s. And this one particular song I really, really, really enjoyed. I really had fun with it. Um, amongst those drugs that I would I would wave you off of is crank, which of course is a version of methamphetamine speed. Kids, if it's if it's if it's anything stronger than caffeine, it's probably not a good idea.
0: Do I get to do a PSA?
1: Do you? I don't know. What, what would you do a PSA on? Uh, you're not you're not the advocate
0: for stay screw... in school. Oh, okay. There you go. Don't no, do drugs. That's good. Or uh, take okay. your vitamins. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> or as as a rule, whatever Michael says to do, <laughs> do, do it. Just don't do it to a little to the right of wherever he's coming from, and you'll be okay.
1: Let's do this, Jeff. Hard to believe, folks. There are good drugs and bad drugs, and this is a song about one of the bad ones. This is a band called Flourishing, and this is a song called "Kathy's on Crank."
0: Here we go, folks. We'll be back in a couple minutes with some more things and stuff.
1: Good fun there. Good I, fun. I enjoyed that tune. You know, back when I was working in uh, in syndicated radio, we used to get a lot of free stuff from uh-huh. the radio. You know, the record Swag. labels and whatnot. Yeah, man, we used to get you know these these uh, envelopes, these boxes, stuff full of CDs and whatnot. And the guys I worked with and I would, you know, we'd fight over these CDs. And they were the the ones that had uh, for promotion only stamped on Mm -hmm, them. That you would always find at like independent record shops for sale in a bin for like five bucks or something like that. And that particular uh, CD was, was, uh, I won the flip on it. And uh, and like I said, you know, I wasn't particularly fond of the rest of the album. But that particular song I had really, really enjoyed. And uh, yeah, totally takes me back to the 90s, man. Cool. That was good fun. And that's that's what we do here at Big Boom Radio. Uh, that's you know, what we try and do. Yeah, that's what we try. And you know. So,
0: anyway, what's new in Big Boom Radio this week, Johnny? So much stuff because I've been a busy little bee. Oh God, we've got some uh, some new episodes of the Classic Rock Showcase nice. coming up. All right, um, other ones that you know going through the files had slipped through the cracks. Ones that we should have had episodes it for. It happens. But didn't. It happens. Like Elton John had disappeared. Wow. Journey had disappeared. Okay. Um, you know, we did Lenny Kravitz yep, and yep. Uh, Soundgarden had disappeared, brought them back, redid nice, them. Nice. And I added a new one to the fold, okay. which in uh, the beginning of, of the episode, I say, well, this is why I'm doing this person. Because okay. it's not somebody that walks hand in hand with classic rock. All right. Unless he's sampling them. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And this and artist I, I, was Kid Rock. There we go.
0: Okay, Kid Rock. And here's my my rationale: the guy started, you know, putting music out in 1995. Okay. Yep. So definitely, he's within the the, the 20 year limit. You know.
1: Yeah, he I, he's kind of he defies uh, formatting. I'm not sure
0: where because when where he started he it out, it was know? like it was hip hop. Yeah. Then it went through that 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 period post grunge. Where it was a mix of hard rock with rap elements. Okay, and there was other groups that did the exact same thing: Limp Biscuits, Corn, sure. Godsmack, Lincoln Park. Yeah, there Park. was a lot of that
1: going on in the late '90s,
0: early right. aughts. Yeah. So you know, he kind of changed with the time, reinvented himself, and now it's you know really in touch with his his classic rock roots of yep. what he grew up listening to, yep. as well as a lot of a lot, a lot of country elements. But what I was surprised to hear, and I did not know this, was that he plays all of the instruments on his tracks. No kidding. When he's putting it together in a studio. Oh, wow. And of course, when he goes out live, you know, they hire these these musicians. Yeah, yeah. But I was not aware that he was that astute. I hadn't heard you know? any of that myself. And this is somebody that when he came out with a song uh, all summer long. Yeah. Which is a hybrid mix-up? Yeah, of, what
1: was the Lennon Skinner tune you
0: lifted off? Well, "Sweet Home Alabama" as well as "Werewolves of London." Okay, okay. So he ripped off both of those, mushed them together with his own take on summertime and rafting and whatever. Right. And I'm like, what kind of monkey shit is this? <laughs> and then that that duet with Sheryl Crow, and I'm like, wow, this makes uh, me hate karaoke even more. Yeah, but. It was so easy to put an hour together of this guy's hits that I knew, and I even knew, like, lyrics to. Interesting. Cowboy, uh, Bower with the Tauba. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that um, how you pronounce I that I think word? so. Yeah, all right. American Badass. I mean, so many good tunes. Born Free. I mean... I was like, wow, this is kind of a no-brainer. And I was so at yeah. peace with it when I was done. Okay. I enjoyed putting it together, and I immediately enjoyed you know, listening to it. So, yeah, thumbs up for Kid Rock. Welcome right, to the party. Right. Not,
1: not <laughs> a huge fan, but he'll probably piss off the woke orthodoxy, in which case no, in he's, some way. he's yeah, my guy. Definitely, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with
0: that. Right on. So we've got that going on. And then the, the penultimate announcement of, of, of the week. Yes. Uh, an old friend has rejoined the fold. I've the, heard the rumors. I have. I've yes. even smelled the perfume <laughs> around the studio, I think. <laughs> and she smelled yours. Yeah, I'm sure she Ms. did. Miss Tula McBride is back in the fold, oh, our little Australian okay. princess. All right, all right. Uh, happy to have her back. She's she's kind of slowly but surely taking the reins back to uh, two of our shows, Girl Power, The yep. Women of Rock, yep. and, uh, Live 5 at 5, Yeah. which her and I are going to split for right now. Yeah, okay. Maybe we'll even do one together. Uh, maybe one of these weeks we'll bring her in, you know, but uh, as our longtime listeners know, there was a little bit of tension. Do you
2: understand me? You crazy fuck.
0: Between Michael Sean Lee uh, and Just a, wee, and Brian. Bit, just a, a wee bit. A little bit of tension.
1: But then she went down under for a while. That's I mean, one way to put it. Quite, quite literally. Quite literally. <laughs> and then there was tension. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we kid, we can't See, there's a little Corwell in all of us. Oh, no, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> oh, look out. As the title of the episode says, folks. Yeah, Cuomo is Italian for Cosby. And on that note, we're going to take our leave of you. Thank you so much for joining us (laughs) in this episode of the Riffs and Rants podcast. I'm Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we'll see you all on the flip side.